the fights were all the way across the world, which means we got to wake up to them on Sunday, and I'm glad I was not waking up specifically to the Alexander Gustafsson uppercut. It was brutal, proving really definitively fighting way easier from outside the cage. Get out of there, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves it. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? I'm tired. You have to be. Um, it's been USSGL all weekend. Uh, you mm-hmm. had teammates fighting. Worlds mm-hmm. is coming up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just uh, slumming in Stockholm. Mostly. You, well, you weren't there. Don't let the people think that you did something. No, just uh, metaphorically. Felt like I was, okay. I was there. But, but just, uh, because the fights were so early, it was a bit of an adjustment. And because I knew this weekend was going to take me out of my element of usually having my shit together, I tried telling Kevin, I was like, do you watch the fights today? And he goes, what fights? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Are you watching them tonight? I don't know if they're today or tomorrow. Because <laughs> like, I'm not already... doing the Swedish time. Well, as soon as you said it, it was like, there are fights this weekend. And you takes me like Saturday at like noon, I feel like. You were like, did you watch the fights? I was like, oh, shit. Were they earlier? It's like, I don't think they were. <laughs> no, they were Sunday morning, if you can figure that out. Sunday but the two morning. of us couldn't combine, figure out when they were or how they happened or if they happened. <laughs> so then those are the best kinds of uh, events because you literally look at them and you go, well, if we don't know and we like to pay attention to a lot of things, then shrug? Hey, the only good news is I watched End Camp versus Talib all the way to the main card. So I watched five of the six uh, off the main card, and I only missed the six that were the preliminary cards before that. I mean, to be fair, that's a high one on the Kevin average. Right? That's not bad. I mean, if you have four and a half hours to spend on Sunday morning watching fights, you know, that's not bad. I had two. I had two and a half. I have have no time for you (laughs) well I will say if people get a chance here I'll give you the quick I'll give you the rundown from what I saw Uh, end camp Oliver end camp whom you already know I have a crush on Mm -hmm. karate family seems like they all do it his parents own a school so it sounds like the I don't know exactly how many siblings there are but we know he has a brother who also does karate so this could be a potentially violent family we need to know that Um, but he did jiu-jitsu and striking in a very modern way in the cage and it didn't mm. go great against Talib. uh it also mm. didn't go very poorly really exciting <laughs> fight Talib kept top control but end camp has some you you gotta watch this uh check out this kid's rubber guard and inverted triangle he's training with some people i have to say kevin was messaging me and like super upbeat kevin as i was running part of the tournament and was just like, there's some cool things going on. This kid's got it going on. He's great. And I was like, Kevin, I'm, I'm so tired. Shut up. NKF's willing to get hit to try an inverted triangle you. And there aren't a lot of people that will do that. It was interesting. That um, is true. Karate style sort of wonder boy approaches it. But his grappling is, it's. Uh, we're going to find out. He's, I think, a brown belt. And I'm guessing he's been doing this a little while. Uh, the next fight, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Versus Omari Atmedov. This one went to decision through pure violence. They just look like two people running at each other and colliding for 15 straight minutes. Uh, it was amazing. Great fight. Wow. Ben Saunders, veteran of the cage, really did an awesome... Uh, <laughs> he did a rubber guard. 
wasn't a very dangerous one, but it was an amazing stall. With like a minute left, it was just genius stall work on his part because he was getting rocked. Peter Sabata can hit, and Sabata obviously of the famous family from The Wire season two. <laughs> Vulcan Ozdemir versus Misha Kirkinov. All right, Raf. Does it count if you punch them and knock them out behind the ear? Does it still count? Um, I believe it's illegal, but my, it's my favorite kind of illegal where you just kind of go, uh, uh, well, it happened, but don't do it again, okay? Oh, you win? Cool, done. Misha charges in, and I like calling him Misha because he looked like violence in action. Misha sure. goes in. Vulcan does one of those right hooks that lands behind the ear into the head, knocks mm. him clean out. That was the fight. Nice. So, it's impressive. They showed it. It was like, wait, where did he hit him? It didn't even look like he did. And then they it was like, oh, right there, I guess. Oh, well, that's not very satisfying. Um, Gustafsson could not be stopped with the uppercut. Te- Teixeira couldn't stop his uppercut. That was it. That was the fight. Gustafsson was able to take him down. Teixeira looked good at times, hit him a few times. Gustafsson nearly ended Teixeira in each of the three rounds leading up to the fifth fight. Or the fifth round. It was uh, It was pretty decisive. Just every time he uppercut it, he just hit him right in the face. And he was doing it a lot. So, Can I reveal something to you that I think is important to note? Yes. Anthony Rumble Johnson was apparently Instagramming at the like during the fight and put, I got the itch. To what? To go in there and show those guys how to do an uppercut. Well, it would have been really awesome if he had fought the last time he was in the cage. He chose, I wish he had the itch then. Fighting or before Cormier. he retired. Maybe, just maybe, don't retire unless you're retiring. You know, when you get the chance to get into the medical dispensary business and sling pot legally, you got to do it. That's so sad that you can't do both. Isn't it? What a it world. It really is sad. Just what a world. Listen, I don't 10P for L, but I don't mind those that do. And you'll... And- you'll 10p for the weekend as you've already well yeah well let's be very clear about that <laughs> that has an acronym for me going to 10th planet events now am i part of the smoke circle no i'm the idiot that's going to make conversation with people um so i like that aspect of it i'm really down with that but then i always feel so lame when people are like hey ref you want and i was like no i'm good and they're like oh okay do is there I'm something part- wrong with you and i was like i'm mentally I'm slow, and they're like, oh, this will help with that. And I'm like, no. Nah, thanks, though, guys. I 10p for L for every other way for L, you know? Uh, but yes, over the weekend, I will say there was one detriment of going to cover Boogie's tournament, which was munchies, because that is the biggest detriment of stoners. I know that the vape pins have done interesting new things, but if people are just smoking around you and you get that contact high, it's very hard for me not to just get hungrier as a result of it, having done nothing for it. Yeah, and as one can tell you, those munchies, they'll really, they'll attack. It's not just, oh, I'm hungry. You can feel it in the stomach. It's like, I got to get some cookies. Excuse Listen, me. dude, I will tell you the gas station attendant on my way back up from San Diego was super stoked to see me. Ransack through all of the different areas and be like, I need Doritos and I need donuts and I need this protein bar because I'm trying to keep you know my figure well, and this Diet Coke and this water and this Gatorade and I will have them all. Do not test me. 
<laughs> also the scum. They're like, you're our dream. And I was like, oh, shut up. Leave me alone. Uh, so leaving the UFC fight night, ask me who fight of the night was, ref. Still who there. was the fight of the you're, night? You're never going to believe it. It was Gustafsson who? versus Teixeira. It was Gustafsson versus Teixeira. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. The odds were pretty significant against it, but they did it. You were – talk to us about USSGL. You guys are kicking off. You're in Fresno next week. You're in Fresno. So as we're talking about this, if people are like, I want to sign up. I want to be part of that. You can. You get to Fresno next week. If you're already in Fresno, it's easy. If you're near Fresno, it's easier. Absolutely. And if you want to sign up, you can go to USSGL.com backslash register. And you can sign up for that tournament. We are so excited to have you guys because our tournament went amazing. But it was not just a tournament. We had a whole bunch of other things that we got to do uh, over the weekend. Maybe the most exciting of which I've had in some time. But we were able to start it off by going to visit our friends down in San Diego. So Gio and Boogie put together this amazing event called Ultimate Matt Warriors. Maybe you saw a little bit. Did you see any, Kevin? Yes, I did. I uh, watched Eric Medina have what was um, one of the most bizarre matches to understand as a person. Tell me why. Eric Medina had someone wound around him in ways I'm not sure I fully yet have been able to grasp. So that would be compliments black belt from Barrett Yoshida, Sergio Hernandez, who is an amazing practitioner, has some of the best flexibility I've ever seen. And he had a very creative way of implementing Barrett's game with like a Mr. Fantastic ability to wrap around you. And he put Eric in such bad trouble that there were multiple times I, I was very concerned for Eric. But Eric had uh, a lot of heart. He really displayed his way through. And I think, you know, I watched that kid compete a lot. And I think that might have been his best performance. And that's a, that's a good thing. You want to keep going up on that trajectory, considering one of his previous best performances was going up against Barrett Yoshida himself and having an amazing performance there. So it's not a bad place to be in and uh, a place to do it because that crowd loved him uh, a lot there. And it's always nice when you see your training partners do things that go beyond the training because as much as I know our guys really get him prepared for that there's not a ton that really prepares you for being in those particular instances at a certain point it's the heart of the fighter and I think a lot of the credit just has to go to him and and how he powered through it so not to short sell anybody but I know that Scott DeWitt does a lot of crucifix work on Eric over at John Jocks and I know he's got a lot of great training partners over that way but um, I thought it was significant to really point out what a, an amazing performance. If you guys haven't seen the match, you go look for it. It's on YouTube now. Um, they have the whole event on there. I would highly suggest looking over. And I want to go over just a few highlights that I want to talk about. Um, some people who really stuck out to me, oddly, and this is going to sound crazy as if I'm like promoting my own event, Kev. Uh, Kendall, uh, Rusing, uh, Austin Baker, um, I mean, looking over at even Steven Martinez, um, looking over at Keith Kikorian, like those were all people who were highly supportive of us or ended up competing the next day. We had a number of people on their like uh, card who were either in the tournament or in their super fights who came to compete at the USSGL. So if 
seeing Boogie's tournament was like seeing an EBI more for the community that they were broadcasting for everybody with high caliber individuals, many of whom have been on EBI. Um, then the next day it was like a great vote of confidence that those people would come do our tournament for the USSGL. And uh, I just thought it was really nice. It was, it was good to see submission only have a great weekend. And as a personal note, I thought it was fantastic that Gi people came to do submission only at our tournament as well. But I do want to stick on a couple more things. Uh, Ethan Krenlinston, I have an interview with him. We talked with him. We talked with Ricky Lule. For those of you guys who thought his name was Lowell, because people have said that. I promise you. But we talked with those two warriors about their match together and their uh, their lead into it. And also the fact that Ricky Lule almost killed Eric. No big deal. Then uh, we also get into talking with uh, Gio, and I did ask him a question about recent conversations that have been had around him and about him. So if that doesn't hopefully make you want to look at the interview, I don't know what will, Kev. I want to look. I'm interested. Yep. I'm ready. Okay. Now let's talk about USS Gio. Yes. Okay. Uh, one last thing on the Gio thing. The, uh, the only thing that really pissed me off about it, I have lots of love for Gio. Uh, was that the people didn't run out like the Ultimate Warrior for an Ultimate Warrior-themed show. It is important to capture the essence that was the Ultimate Warrior. And since there are no ropes, I just would have grabbed a person and shook them. Sure. Minor yeah. details. Maybe put you uh, in charge of, you know, pyrotechnics. and like. Leo. I'll say this. Boogie was watching our broadcast from the USSGL today with me and the guys from the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. And uh, he hung on love enough to hear me say that. So hopefully uh, we, we change some minds and some hearts, Kevin. And also, apparently, uh, the ladies over at the Matt Therapy podcast, uh, they didn't kill the stream. That's so good. They, they set that bar really low and they never got over it, but kept it right there. Okay. USSGL. All right, what can I say about this? I can tell you this, Kev. I have run and I have executive produced invitational tournaments. This was my first time producing and making uh, the actual open tournament run. And it was interesting. I think we had somewhere in the neighborhood of like 160 competitors for our first tournament. A lot of people showed up. And more significantly, a lot of people showed up the week before Worlds, Kevin. Because I cannot tell you how many people were like, I would, but... <laughs> Yeah, world. <laughs> I would, but I just don't think I'm quite gonna make it. Oh uh, my knee! It was like, oh my god, is your knee injured? No, but it could be. Oh, what? Oh, I'm coming down with pre-world's knee. Uh. Yeah. <sighs> so there's a little bit of that, but a lot of the guys uh, we had uh, Austin Baker, who had competed at Ultimate Matt Warriors, came like a beast, won our Gi Absolute Division. Monstrous. He's only been training for two years, Kevin. And that sucks. Just Gross. for the rest of us. It's belt. Like, are you fucking kidding? There's, and I told him, I was like, what are you going to do for your third year? Huh? Be a black belt? <laughs> There's nothing to top this kid. Quit while you're ahead. Yeah. Uh, but he was a sweetheart, and he actually, uh, Kendall, his girlfriend, also won her division uh, at our tournament. So they were, they were a couple. They were a power couple. But then that's not to be outdone because... On the other side, Kev, we also had 10th Planet folks winning our Nogi division and none other than one uh, Keith Kerkorian. Now, that surprises I want to me. Yeah. You know, just uh, the 10th Planet guys normally, okay, Nogi, but. Yeah. 
solid. Yeah. But you know, it, it, like more like a base hit than a home run. Usually, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. But uh, what do I say about this kid? I saw Keith compete the day before at Boogie's tournament, and I've kind of seen of him, and I, I knew he was going to be competing at our tournament. But I was really impressed by what I saw. So I went up to go tell him. I was like, dude, I, I think big things are coming from you. And Geo has a lot of good things to say. And you know what he told me, Kev? What? Thanks, Mr. Esparza. Oh, Mr. Esparza, you? Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was just like, listen, how old are you? And he goes, I'm 19. It's like, over Ugh. for you, kid. Your career's uh, done. Your, your career's <laughs> I'm done, done with you. I got bad news for you, kid. <laughs> I'm putting this out. Take well to be calling Mr. Esparza. It's Raph. <laughs> Raphael. Ohafa. Nothing else, kid. You got that? Yeah, Mr. Esparza. <laughs> oh, damn oh, it. Jiu-jitsu. Oh, jiu-jitsu real, real good for you. Listen, kid. You're real good at heel hooks. But your brain's a little slow. We're going to work on that. So anyway, that kid, great. But he didn't just win. His girlfriend also won in the absolute division uh, for Nogi, and that is Catherine Shen, who beat Colleen Schneider, an MMA fighter. Also, she did not know that <laughs> Colleen was an MMA fighter, by the way. That's always more helpful. I'd rather Which not is, know, too. When I do the interview, she just goes, oh, she was? And then she had a moment where she's like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> so it was great to see those people. It was great to see the kids. It was great to see um, Octavio. I uh, was doing brackets. Great to see uh, Eric handling all the transition work of going all around to run and make sure all the tables are taken care of. It was good to see Joey uh, doing a bulk of uh, the interaction on customer service. It was also great to see uh, Drew serving kind of as the tournament director and uh, Blair overseeing it all. And it was nice to see those guys who are normally really dumb in real life pull it together and actually do work because they know a lot like they're super lazy like they're jujitsu lazy um but they pull it together and i knew they would so it was so great and i cannot tell you enough right now a lot of you guys said that you listen to the podcast who showed up there um that means the world to us because it shows that you don't just listen to our show it shows that you you're about what we're about and that you like us and you want to support us and i had some people come over and ask you to take photos with us um what? i had uh, say that they they were like, hey, Raph, are you going to talk about us on the show? And I was like, yep, and I'm going to talk shit about you too. So don't ask for it. Uh, I, I just, I was so happy about that. So when you see all those people who get out there and they're they're going to compete and uh, they not only support my friends and I, but they support us with the podcast, it's all family, it's all love. And that that really is awesome. I cannot explain how unique and good it is. But we have a very good community out here in SoCal. And uh, we're already talking about the next one, which is when is it? Where are we? Is this Monday? Yeah. Shit. Sunday. <laughs> all right. So then Sunday we do the dream all over again. If you guys didn't get the opportunity to go ahead and compete, that's perfectly fine. We are doing Nogi on June 4th in Fresno. And I want you guys to come over here because I am told this, Kev. Yeah. Do you know the uh, finishers tournament? I, I don't. No. Okay, the finishers and show the art get together, and they have an amazing tournament over on the East Coast. Um, I'm sure you see some of the clips, but they have really high-caliber people, and they tend to be a feeder to, like, EBI or really other high-profile tournaments as well. Um, We have the ability to send somebody to that. Like, they would have the option to compete in one of those tournaments, and we really want to make that happen. 
So what we want is from you guys is to send your best. We want to send the best representation that we can. And the only way that happens is if you guys send people over to Fresno. So get behind that. If you are one of those people who's like, you know, I really like I compete well and I'm really good, but I hate that I don't ever have opportunities. Shut the fuck up and go. This is an opportunity. Our mission to just do this tournament is 50 bucks. And I believe for another 25, you can do the absolute. And guess what? Then you have the ability to win cash. We have a cash prize for our no geek competition. And then we want to send you on over to the finishers so we want you to have that spot um and compete for them that is about as good as we can do so we're excited for this so if you have any questions hit me up you know where to find me you could also email me at raf at ussgl.com and uh, the guys and i did a roundup podcast today you can catch that on the ussgl facebook page and i believe that's facebook.com backslash ussgl and that's the u.s submission grappling league and uh we have it for kids, adults, a whole bunch of weight classes. We're going to be there with wrestling because there's going to be a huge event. Kevin, the do you saw what I went to for the World Trials, right? I believe so, yeah. The venue. For the grappling one recently, yeah. the USA and grappling one. Uh, it is going to be kind of about that big. So if you guys really want an elevated platform to have some grappling go on, uh, this is definitely going to be the stage to do it. Now, I know some of you may be wondering, Raf. How does that affect Worlds? Well, here's the thing. Medina is going to compete in Worlds. And I'm going to be making my appearances at Worlds uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then come Sunday, I'm going up to Fresno. So if you guys aren't black belts and competing on that Sunday, I'm just mm-hmm. saying there's an opportunity to win money that the IPJJF doesn't pay. Ooh, I like that. That's Fighters I like that. Yeah, I, I I think they do. I, if I were one of them, I would like that. That's so. what I've heard. Come do the thing. Yeah, come do the thing. And uh, competition reps are reps. You're seeing all of a sudden, you see these guys. It's like, oh, I see him at USSG. I see him at Ultimate Mat War. Uh, I see them at that random tournament uh, at the school down the street from us. And the next thing you know, those people are on EBI. Yeah. Because that's how it works. You just well, keep that I'm telling rolling. you right now, if you're watching Keith, I think that kid's got a lot of promise, and he beat some really, really solid people throughout the weekend. Um, I'm just saying, keep an eye on him. He's a, he's a very, he's got some good talent to him. Uh, so I have high hopes for him. And like I said, if Gio says good things about you, and Gio is the type of coach that gives you great advice, but will also talk shit about you while he's coaching you. Perfect. Uh, then it's really good when he says good things about Keith. But he says, uh, look out for that guy. So I am in. Imploring that to all of you guys. All right. And oh, yes. Hey, I have this thing. I know I put this up like a little bit ago, Kev, where I said, hey, guys, you know, Sean Connery, blah, blah, blah. I, Are you familiar with what I'm talking about here, Kev? I'm not, but I'm excited. Whenever Sean Connery's involved, I'm usually somewhat interested. Well, here's the thing. Apparently, Sean Connery, uh, like, Sometimes we like to make memes and we like to do silly things, but Sean Connery is one of those people who every once in a while I get asked to do as an impression. Now, I like to give you guys always the first access to having the Sean Connery impression, but I said, hey, if you guys put this on here and you put some quotations on here, I'll go and say them as Sean Connery, which is a favorite pastime of Kevin's. I'm a big fan of the accent. 
I just okay. That's always so. Um, as a result of that, um, I just wanted to say I put that up before Roger Moore passed, and then our guest today, Mark Shipper, um, he made a big boo boo last week. He referred to uh, Roger Moore as the second James Bond, but any real James Bond fan knows he was the third in the film series. So big fuck up there. Not that that's going to give away anything. He's a sweetheart of a human being, as you'll find out very soon on the show. But I'm just saying, let's let's be accurate about let's what remember. we say. Sure. And that prompted me to say, you know what? Last week we didn't get a chance to do the Sean Connery reading, but I'll do it right now for your entertainment. Um, this was uh, we contribute things for Sean Connery to say on our next podcast in the comment section below. Here we go. This one's from Mario Fusca, and it says, "Entrapment." Is what cops do, thieves. Sean Connery, everybody. This one comes from Ryan Ford, who is uh, the talker, dum dum, whatever you want to call it, behind the Grappling Central podcast. Let's see what this sounds like as Sean Connery says it. <clears throat> Your shit up, guard, makes me want to shit as well. See, people, that's the other thing. Anytime anyone's writing it, people seem to have a pretty good understanding of what makes for good Connery. So that's the other. You know, you sit there and you think about it. And as you really get down to it, you have to make him struggle as you say it, Kevin. Okay. And then you have to teach like a lesson as you do it. Because you can't just say nonsense. If you have a pun and a lesson, you've got the full Sean Connery trifecta. So I'll say this, Kev, is there something you would like me to say in Sean Connery voice before I put it back in the vault? Uh, yeah. The Barambolo is the backbone of jujitsu. Well, first of all, I believe I'm more of an old school person. I don't really do much of that fancy stuff that you guys seem to do, but I'll tell you one thing that really appeals to me. The beer and borrow has to be the backbone of what jujitsu is truly about. When you understand the beer and borrow, then you truly understand jujitsu. I just want him to say beer and borrow. That's great. Uh, that'll be episode 300. It's going to be all shot yeah, Connery. Yeah, we'll Everybody, <laughs> stay hold on, hold tuned. On, back at the vault, he goes. <laughs> Uh, tune in Fresno this week. Go sign up for some grappling. Sean Connery might be there. I might be there. USSGL.com. Black slash. Register. Wait, I said black slash. One of them. No one knows what it is. It's uh, uh, time for some over under Kevin. It's the new ABC sitcom. Black slash. Kev, it's so funny. Right before we go to air, I have a moment when I really think, like, who did I bring on to take on your UFC picks? Yeah. And I really think about it. What, and I know it starts what to make you think. Pegasus among men have you found oh, wow. to try and crescendo what is a holy grail of UFC choice selection? So you're on a big losing streak right now, right? A little bit. A little bit of a losing streak. 
Yeah. One could even say your entire house is on a losing streak. We've had only one small victory amongst my girlfriend and I's selections, and I believe listeners who are you know routinely a part of the show, we've got a nice solid base. Uh, for those of you who knew, my girlfriend chose for me last UFC selection two eleven, and she declared Courtney, someone named Courtney, couldn't win a fight and chose against her. Well, Courtney did win that fight at two eleven, um, only to then have a no contest called months a month later so you know we're which technicality she didn't say how the courtney was going to lose the fight she wasn't like it's going to be a little infraction she said she couldn't win it she was right i'm just saying it's like a fortune teller that says you will die and you go okay but when super helpful (laughs) and they see your gi and they're like oh probably tonight makes it easy Nope, still too specific. I still feel like someone, like a fortune teller says, I see death in your future. Well, cool. Your fortune teller sucks, by the way. I've been to a few, and it's usually a smidge more, but I get your point. I think I'm following. Anyway, we'll return back to Kevin's. I uh, know a good fortune, fortune teller is what I'm saying. Do you? I know a lady. We'll stop next time you're in Denver. We'll roll, and then <laughs> I we'll... Just, I want to know what the oracle told you, how you die. <laughs> we haven't got that far. All right, anyway. So, Kev, I decided, since you're on a losing streak... It was important to bring the only person recorded in history who has ever lost twice to you on this show. You brought T.P. Grant back? No. For a triple crown of loss? I brought one of his friends. Fuck that. Uh, First of all, no, calling bullshit. Fact check, T.P. Grant has friends. You're going to say on this podcast in front of other people. I'd say more of an acquaintance, so he might be right there. Thank God. Okay. Now... (laughs) <laughs> this could be an additional factor, which is for my own entertainment, that if I bring him on and he insults you and TP, it's the most amusing to me. Just a big win. <laughs> so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for your entertainment, listening, viewing, whatever you're listening to this on, pleasure, we have brought a good friend of our shows who he's a writer. You may see his work. Uh, he freelances for a number of publications, uh, Bleacher Report. Uh, he's now working for my DNA. Like, what? What the fuck is this website? I don't know what you write for now. What is oh, this? Oh, D- D- DNA Info is uh, big news out, out here in Chicago. It's like a competition with the Tribune and Subtimes, but it's uh, all online. So it's it's like a next generation news outlet. Uh, digital video, uh, digital radio, everything published online, and uh, the the two big. Uh, dailies are the competition but i'm not writing too much for them these days chicago magazine is one of my big outlets and uh, whoever else is good enough to take my work fair enough well now that he's spoken this ominous voice that's come on please ladies and gentlemen say hello to mark shipper mark how you doing sir i'm great thanks guys for having me on this is uh one of the great honors of my life uh so far to this point Oof. well we got to work on that Kev. <laughs> It's been a slow life. His Chicago <laughs> sarcasm is life. just laced with grittiness. I can hear it already. <laughs> you know, don't worry, Kevin. When they get the Chicago sports beat writer on the NBC Chicago series. <laughs> that for, That's going to be its own series at this rate. Chicago just called Journal. sports right? Yeah, Chicago Journal. Say hitting the hard street. It's, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I got to tell you, that one I would tune in for. And based off of just gut reactions, Mark sounds like someone that has access to good street food. That's just how he sounds. I'm already not liking this choice, Raph, but I'll entertain it. (laughs) 
Okay, so Mark, tell us, why do you have to indulge T.P. Grant? Because you were entertained by our exchanges, and you acknowledge the fact that he obsesses too much on fencing, correct? Oh, there's no doubt about it. He obsesses too much on everything that he gets going on. TP is great because you'll you'll tweet something fairly innocuous and just kind of a personal opinion, but if there's anything even slightly wrong about it from his perspective, he'll catch you in the mentions. You know, you'll tweet a thousand times stuff that you think he should probably engage on or just as a, on a friendly level, and you'll get nothing. But the second you make a mistake, TP is there to correct you and uh, set you back on the right path, which which I always love. I enjoy the fact that he thinks he's funny on occasion. <laughs> and then he plays into my world with that exact scenario. So he thinks he's saying something funny and that I'll have to correct him. Like, actually, the joke works like this. But, kid, keep up the good work. You got a lot of hair, a lot of gusto. And your knee bar this week that you showed in that video wasn't bad. So, meh. Yeah, he's got a few things going for him. Yeah, I indulge him. I have to indulge him because he's a higher-ranked belt than me in a, an affiliate in our academy. That's and a, uh, he's that's actually policy that does not need to follow through. <laughs> he's also he's a great guy i uh contacted him out of nowhere i happened to come across a piece he wrote on bloody elbow and it was crazy because i went on twitter and he had uh my jiu-jitsu academy as a place he trained and he'd moved out to the suburbs at the time i still trained in the city and uh so i just hit him up on twitter and said hey man you uh train at the same spot i read this piece i liked it and next thing you know he invited me out to watch a ufc card and uh he's been a great guy ever since so uh, T- tp's uh a good guy despite you know the other things we could talk about. Understandable. Now we're going to get to talking about some of the fun stuff you have coming up, but Kev level with us. Yeah. Do you want to now take down one of TP's acquaintances? I I would like owning Chicago feels good. That Mm -hmm. that feels good to put on your byline, especially I haven't had a lot of victories. And if there's a place that knows what that feels like, it's Chicago. And I would like to keep them down at the bottom. We need them there. Right. Otherwise, how do we elevate? To be fair, Kevin, uh, Chicago has been on an upswing, relatively speaking, for winning in sports more than they have in the past. Yeah, but the uh, it's almost NFL season, so the crushing reality. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back soon. That's Don't the- look for a Bears defense from this quarter. I'm not originally from Chicago, so please, if you want to go in on the Bears, God bless you and go hard. <laughs> Where are you from originally? I grew up outside of Minneapolis, so uh, I'm a Vikings guy. Now, if you want to go in on the Vikings, that them might be fighting words. Oh, oh, finding the Achilles heel very quickly here. Okay, <laughs> all right. Now, Mark, talk to me about this. Uh, you do jujitsu as well. Uh, I do. What was the fascination? Like, why are you a jujitsu person? Like, why are you? It's why are you crazy? Like, crazy us? hobby. It's a stupid. Yeah, hobby that it you, is. It, it's insane. You it's an addiction. An do. obsession. I mean, I'm in there. I'm in there five days a week on average. Six or seven days is not unheard of by any stretch. Uh, the thing, the thing that uh, I went in there for exercise. You know, I boxed a little bit to try and stay in shape. I grew up playing all the big three sports: uh, football, basketball, baseball. I should have played hockey out of Minneapolis, but that's a whole other story. But I was looking for a way to stay in shape, and uh, I went into this academy, and it's 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 one of those like a best case scenario jujitsu academies that you read about with the attitude, the atmosphere, the people, and then the, the training itself. I found the mental, physical, spiritual stimulation to be uh, maxing out. 
And so I get in there every day and it's uh, that, that cliched phrase, mat therapy. That's what it is to me. So rather than go to the therapist and talk it out, I go to jujitsu and train it out and then uh, chat it out with the, with the bros and sisters afterwards. And uh, it's just like, um, I feel like it's by far the healthiest thing I do. I really enjoy the fact that you called uh, the concept mat therapy super cliche. Not like we would be foolish enough to name our podcast that. <laughs> it's so cliche. Uh, that would be embarrassing. Oh, man. I hope another podcast doesn't name we'll themselves not. such a we'll tell ridiculous them all. cliche. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Surely they wouldn't. Now, Mark, tell us what, what kind of things do you write? Because I know you have a little bit of experience doing some writing for the MMA and for the Jujis, but uh, what other stuff do you write about? I'm a general reporter, so uh, I cover just about everything. I really got my break in Chicago as a professional writer, as a crime reporter. I cover a couple police districts in the city out here. So uh, I write a police blotter every week for uh, some weekly newspapers in Chicago. And uh, that was kind of my my gateway into the bigger papers, which is I had unique access to crime stories and unique access to police officers, which jujitsu only increased. Actually, we train with a bunch of uh, coppers out here. Who are really uh, salt of the earth? I know a lot of times, especially nationally, Chicago oh, no. cops. Stop! Yeah. You just said coppers. I'm sorry. Is this podcast <laughs> happening in the 1920s? I'm not sure. I was yeah. like, I got to visit this academy. It's uh, yeah. under. There's a revolving library door. You push through, and it reveals mats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's That's the first time I man. I don't know. I don't know. It's funny because I actually call when I when I talk to cops. Sometimes I'll, I'll say like, "Yeah, your your fellow copper or whatever," and I don't know. It's kind of an inside joke, I guess. Uh, police officers or whatever you'd like to refer to them as. Uh, I met more of them in jujitsu, and it's actually helped my my police writing. Some of these guys talk to me kind of off the record, but I can use them as sources. So, oh. but I mean, I cover anything from city hall meetings to breaking news to bills being passed to what whatever uh, a general reporter and actually i started as a sports writer originally so i'm kind of game for whatever and uh, i'd love to use writing to kind of travel the world and um write things as i see them is is what i'm trying to do now what i want to do is take a time out here uh kev i'm going to look at you directly as i say this and when i say directly i mean over the interwebs yeah do you see the evil plan that I put out here, Kevin? I do see the evilness. You what, brought, what do you think I'm doing? Here? You brought someone I like and have a lot of questions for. Crime beats? Are you fucking joking? This is amazing. And this is part of Raph's bullshit to get me off my not, game for not, UFC not picks. Bullshit. Not to get you off the game. Stay <laughs> in the fucking moment. I'm Kevin. lost. I don't even Mark, remember why he was Mark, here. Stop listening. No. Stop listening. This, will, this will give away all the secrets. But, Kev, here it is. I you know that. what's really big in podcasts right now? Crime. Real crime. True crime. Yeah. So now it's a crossover. It's Verbal Tap crossover with true crime and UFC picks. This is the most genius thing I've ever done. This is perfect. I agree. We need a true crime. Why haven't we had a true crime reporter on the podcast before? Hey, you got one now. Mark, you we're going to have to talk more frequently. That's uh, number <laughs> one. Because do you still do that and... Oh, yeah. Just a general sense. Here's where I'm going to start from like a 35,000 foot view of the questions I have for you. Would you say crime has gotten weirder (laughs) or more normal over the past 20 years, 15, 10, whenever you've been studying these closely? I think it's getting weirder. Fuck. I thought so. Okay. Yeah, I think it's getting weirder. 
uh, yeah, the kind of stuff I see regularly is is uh, a lot of it's just outright bizarre, and uh, that the the bizarre always makes the police blatter always. That's that's a rule. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll take him up on this. What's the most bizarre thing? Oh recently? man, you're gonna put me on the spot. Pick any of them. <laughs> oh, it's all so, so hard. So, you would think you have maybe, I don't know, two off the top of your head. There's not one yeah. that when you shut your eyes three times a week, that's what you see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, man, is this uh, does this podcast have uh, room for the macabre, for the sort of grotesque and bizarre? Yes. I'm a co-host. Yeah. Oh, you're, okay, you're let me, uh, I, I can give you one that is that is really weird, and uh, apparently it's not that bizarre although the lengths that this person went is apparently a little elaborate so uh police came across a corpse in a nice upscale condo in chicago and uh this corpse was chained to a chair and appeared to have been strangulated with a a plastic bag and sort of like tortured in certain ways like weird bruises on the body and stuff and it looked like something had happened but when they got there, there was one strange thing about the, the chain up is that the padlock was undone. Now, this guy's wife at the time was vacationing in Florida. And this looked like if you read the old like mob stories and stuff, this looked like some kind of like mafia takeout, torture, strangulation, killing. And the wife was out of town so that we had some weird like was there an insurance motive? Was there a, a divorce case pending or something? But apparently the wife was distraught and had no idea this was going to happen. This guy actually killed himself this way. And he he apparently was too far gone. I don't know if he, uh, I didn't get the full coroner's report, so I don't know if he poisoned himself first or did something strange. But before he could get the bag over his head and padlock himself and die, he didn't get the padlock set off. So he just killed himself. And they found this, and um, it, it was it was going to be a big story. Obviously, you get something like this, it's going to be like citywide news. But uh, the the some of the detectives did a little further information, and it turned out the thing was classified as a suicide. And uh, this guy had just elaborately killed himself and tried to make it look like a murder. For what reason, I couldn't tell you. But that's the kind of strange thing I'll stumble across in a police report from time to time, which is, you know. Talk about closing your eyes and imagining something weird. What was going through this guy's head when he did that? Kevin. Crossover. Y- yeah. I'm telling you. M-Town? We call it M-Town? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but here's what I'm saying right now. Hmm. So you know how they have my favorite murder. Have you heard of this? This podcast? It's huge. It's no. basically two yeah. female comedians. They, they basically pick their favorite murders, and then they just have gal chat about it. And it's funny. Like, they're engaging. I can see that. They yeah. do live shows. <laughs> they bring on guests, comedians. Yeah. Do hometown murders. It's, yeah. So what if I were I'm to sure propose this? And, I'm sure the family and friends love listening to that. You oh, know, whatever. there is some consternation. <laughs> uh, they talk about that a little bit, but that was uh, if you're going to replace me, Raph, I think we do it right now with with Mark. Way cooler. Stuff. I I would. Uh, it's just we have that long term contract. Oh I can't yeah, get we out do of. have some paperwork. Uh, yeah, but. Here's what I'm proposing, though. So maybe file this for a later date. But what if we did my favorite MMA murder? So, Uh you know, when you lose, you say you got murdered. Yeah. But you have people tell the stories like they would on my favorite murder. Just 
describing how gruesome uh, people got beat up in the cage. And oh, so yeah. you get fights to do that and be like, oh, and then he got a rolling Gamora in the octagon. Oh, my God. <laughs> at, at least 25% of our listeners love My Favorite Murder and MMA and are like, fuck yes. Raph is hot fire. And 75% are like, what's he talking about? What's this other podcast? I got to check this. You should look at the numbers they get for true crime, Kev. I'm a big fan. I get it. And I'm just letting you know. I want it back. fucking Dateline <laughs> gets 7 million women to watch on Friday nights and be scared out of their minds. Honestly, you two could pitch this to me as a live docu-comedy series where it's like we've, we're investigating the death of Anderson Silva. And it's like him on camera. He's like, I'm alive, guys. What are you talking about? And it's like, of course he would say that. And then yeah. just keeps going fast. I agree. That's what he'd like you to believe. Raph's I'm on pretty sure he, did, he would start by saying, I know back. Uh, That's how it would go. And Mark, thank you. That was, uh, I'd say, seven of the most interesting minutes of the podcast. I yeah, mean, sorry, for, sorry for the length, but you know, you no, have to no, no. something off the top of my head. That's all I could come up with. I'm restraining every fiber of my being not to ask about the next one because we have a little bit of a schedule. And, you know, Raph, <laughs> Raph has a certain idea about professionalism and keeping the podcast roughly about what it should be about and that's you know, that fair. sounds like that sounds like some rap you know what though here's <laughs> it does. It does. why don't you keep that under your hat and then next week you can tell us another one oh. but now you have time because now you're like oh it's so hard you're putting me on the spot you act like i'm good at my job no you act like it takes a long time to write these things and that i actually talk blotter with my friends who do jujitsu with me which by the way kevin has to be a great moment when people like have small talk during jujitsu how's the family oh good 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 uh how's the knee he's pretty good yeah yeah see any good murders lately oh man yeah i do we gotta Off talk the- about what happened in district eight yeah brother uh, you should have been there also i just want to real quick mark's uh a real journalist right he'll talk to politicians uh dare any of them to try any of the uh, neck slamming bullshit with someone who trains six to seven times a week. That's just a quick shout out to uh, the life and times of where we're at, Raph. I am waiting for that moment. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? Like he chose the one person. It's like, oh, that was a bad idea. And here's where he gets drops out right into the bench. This is good. I, I am waiting for that moment. Yeah. A reporter that also... Does jujitsu, Raph? I also is... like the fact that the Onion said uh, they invited him to come down and beat the shit out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was genius. All right, listen, Mark, we have work to do here. I know you're lollygagging around. You're trying to you're trying to distract us from the real issues, like a journalist does. We know, Kevin and I, we understand the rules and how it goes. So we're going to transition into going to play the game of over under Kevin. As I. Q music. Now it's time for another thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. You didn't you didn't have that ready to go? I actually did. I just didn't mm-hmm. have it plugged in. So that was uh, so no, I did not have it ready. I guess let's revisit the question. <laughs> like you don't put that in post. I you pulled it up on just... iTunes. I pl- <laughs> I got my phone ready. I got the plug you next to one it. I was so job in this. close to plugged in, but alas, what can you do? Try next time, you know? It's not it's like not a surprise at this point anymore. <laughs> We've we done a few. Say, this We've is done a over few. under Kevin. <laughs> a few of them. 
Yeah, that's right. uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Shut up, Kevin. I'm done with that. All right, listen. If there's a first time tuning in, this is the way it works. We basically do a guessing game for every pay-per-view. Sometimes we think it's the next pay-per-view, a.k.a. UFC 213. Such was the case this week when I got kneed in the head and I forgot which date it was supposed to be. Oops. So this week we are actually previewing, I'm told, UFC 212. Yeah. excited for that one. Perfect. It's, is this one in Brazil? Of course, by the way. Yeah. Big time. Okay. Janeiro. So if you're new to this game, it's pretty easy. We do best out of however many fights there are on the card. Uh, I give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. And if I so deem it, I give them 15 seconds of rebuttal time. The most important aspect of this game is the trash talk. And gentlemen, I never expect you to treat each other nicely for the next 30 or so minutes. Do you both understand the rules, Kevin? Um, y- yeah, I, I tuned out towards the back half of the second one, but I think I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And Mark, do you understand? I need you to repeat the whole thing from the beginning of the podcast. Oh, wow, you are... Yeah. No, I, I get it, but you know what? I like Kevin, so this is going to be hard, but I can do it. I'm See? a professional. Literally a professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, literally? That was a subtle jab at me already, because I'm literally not a professional. So, let's do this, Raph. Hey, gentlemen. <clears throat> I'm going to... You know what, Kevin? I'm taking my time to get my cell phone called up, because you did too. <laughs> So I'm just playing on some Candy Crush, and I could get a timer out and say, let's go ahead and begin with our first fight, but I'm just going to make Kevin wait like, like he did. Candy Crush in your spare time? I don't have Candy Crush. I made that up. Okay. You know I don't have I, I, that, It was going to be a surprise to me if that was your mild hobby. I was like, I thought you just worked more. So okay. like, That is the answer. My uh, my in-law at one point was trying to tell me, she's like, you know, Raph, a lot of people, they'll put down their cell phones. And I was like, well, that's why I go train for. And she goes, well, if you, okay, but then you can also put down your phone. I was like, I don't play games on my phone. You have games on your phone. Can't, that must be nice to have free time. You can't okay. train with a cell phone, by the way. I, nope. can, I can vouch for that. For the most part, to my knowledge. All right, let's start with the first game. It is a... Ooh, this is an interesting one right here. Let's start with a women's straw weight fight between Vivian Pereira and Jamie Moyle. Yeah. Okay. So if you just got me, if you spun me around twice and we're like, these fighters are twins, I would say maybe. They uh, appear to be ready to go. I'm picking the hometown favorite because she has like twice as many fights. Vivian Pereira. Sukuri. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's her nickname. Let's go 15 over for Mark. What do you got for us? Well, you know what? I'm looking at the tail of the tape here, and uh, the records are a little lopsided, so Kevin would go with that. He would take the easy pick right there. But I'm going to go with the the lesser known, the 4-1 and one United States of America fighter, Jamie Moyo. And, uh, you know, I like that they both weigh 115 pounds, and I think it's going to be a good fight, but I'm going to take Moyo. Okay. All right. Kevin, what are you feeling about this? He's already starting to insult your intellect. Well, I, I thought would, that was the name of the game. I would imagine, first of all, as a Chicagoan, he was like, oh, USA, you know, this is easy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make a choice that, that just feels natural. And, you know, this game is not going to be about easy choices, Raph. Uh Mark, your response? 
Yeah, well, I'm looking at the uh, tail of the tape again here, and it appears Pereira has a 63-inch reach, and according to UFC, Moyle has a zero-inch reach, and I think that's going to play to her advantage. She's going to get inside, and she's going to dominate this fight. <laughs> you you laugh. You try preparing with someone with almost no-inch reach. It's difficult. With a T-Rex reach. Not even T-Rex reach. Just no zero reach. reach. <laughs> yeah, so Moyle, for those reasons... That was about, you know, it's not getting any better than that. We're going to go to our next fight. It is a flyweight match between Marco Beltrain and Davison Alcantara. And uh, Mark, you're going to start us off on this one. I'm going to take Marco Psycho Beltran. I know the man personally. Uh, I train with him at Redzevic here in Chicago. He's a, he's a hell of a lad, hell of a striker, and uh, he's going to fight back from that heel hook he, he uh, was subbed with last time out, and he's going to win this fight. Kevin. Uh, yeah, here's what I know. I can feel weakness. And I don't know that anyone <laughs> with the name Marco Psycho Beltran has weakness, but he permeates around it. I mean, if he trains with people like Mark, affiliated <laughs> with TP, that can that can weigh on you. I'm going with Devison. I'm going to try it, just to be contrary. Kev, I have a question for you, a very important one. Yeah. All right, here's 15 seconds for you to answer this question. Mark trains with Marco. Is he responsible for not teaching him how to successfully get out of that heel hook before? I definitely think we can blame him directly if there's a submission involved. Absolutely. And yep. the heel hooks, and I mean, it's just good to know, right? Because mm. mm. I like that Mark gave up that information. I was like, well, that's your fault, right? <laughs> and it almost sounded like insider knowledge, which is strictly prohibited but it is well no i actually allow it insider trading oh, oh that's right it's research that we're not allowed to uh do. <laughs> wait wait when you make it sound like research i have to rethink it um i'll allow it uh mark <laughs> yes. what is your thoughts on having this inside perspective do you agree with us do you feel offended or like where are you at like do you feel that that's accurate that we can say that about you or are we just being mean well, everything I think you guys say is basically accurate. I just think that's true about you guys. So, no, you're you're right. I take full responsibility for the last loss, and uh, I think he'll be better this time out. Like I said, you know, uh, you make a mistake. You, you don't lose, you learn. You either win or you learn. That's some bullshit. Kev. <laughs> Not in the crime business. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about that story he told us. It's like... Um, <laughs> I, I do have a quick question. Marco, who so you get to train with some some UFC fighters, which is pretty cool. What's his uh what's he like to roll with? Well, you know what? He was one of my first experiences with an actual uh, fighter on the mats. I rolled with him pretty early on. I was uh, I think a new blue belt and he was a brown belt and uh, it was a very different experience. These guys just train in a different way. They're very direct in terms of what they want to do, passing the guard, moving into position and and working for subs. So it was uh, an interesting experience. I'd like to uh, train with him again now that I've got a lot more experience and, and see what it's like. But he was uh, he's a good grappler. Interesting. I always okay. so that wasn't that wasn't like your normal like oh he's uh, a lot of pressure which is normally like the jujitsu code for he's brutal. That sounded like uh, no he's pretty he's pretty respectful even when you're because you know MMA guys can turn it up whenever they want especially yeah yeah you know he was respectful but the pressure was intense that's what i meant about the direct action i mean his guard passing was 
there was no messing around about it. I mean, he got his grips and he went hard. Okay. So, so uh, you know, he was he yeah. was an MMA fight. I knew I actually did not know that he was a UFC fighter. He was just in class, very uh, humbly training with everybody. And afterwards, I started asking about him, like, who is this guy? He had a different sort of style. And I said, that's Marco <laughs> Beltran. He fights in the UFC. I was like, oh, well, oh there there, that's that style. Yes. Aggressive strength <laughs> with uh, explosiveness. Got it. I love it. I love it so much. I, I you know, I want to hear. Do you have more stories of getting the shit kicked in by UFC fighters or <laughs> MMA fighters? Are there a lot of them? I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, we have uh, we have a decent amount of fighters in our school. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I have more. I have more stories about getting beat up. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna give you an entire week to think about those. Yeah, apparently we have a lot I to know. talk. We're gonna do a five part May series <laughs> with Mark. <laughs> so. Everybody just sit tight. He's got nothing yeah. better to do. He's going to be reading fucking books. The, or the, books. Journals. No, the death know. pages, Kevin. He's got to like read crime blotter all week. <laughs> this is this is lively to him. I'm here for you guys. You guys pay really well. So just send over whatever you need me to work on and uh, I'll be on it. Absolutely. Just keep waiting for that PayPal statement. <laughs> all right. 15 on the clock for a middleweight fight between Antonio Carlos Jr., and Eric Spicier, Kevin. Oh, I gotta go with Shoeface. I, okay. Enough said. I'm not jujitsu wise. After he, uh, you know, just straight up embarrassed the Danaher Death Squad with just such a technical win. I mean, that's that's who you gotta go with. Okay, Mark. Yeah, face crusher, huh? Uh, let's go. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take a. This guy's from the USA, but his nickname is Zabrinia. I don't know. That's um. That's not much of an American nickname, but I'm going to take him because he's ten and two, and uh, Shoeface is eight and two. Uh, ten is more than eight. Last time I checked. Yeah. Plus, I've got a jujitsu bias here. You know, that might be the smart move for the gamblers. Kev, do you feel he's falling into the MMA math trap? Um, by looking at their record, sure. I like the way you phrase it. It sounded more negative than not winging it quite as aggressively as I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I live my life dangerously. I think people know that. The quote Not. MMA math trap. <laughs> about I, listen, the I'm just saying that if you start playing off of the game of, well, this person has 10 wins and this person has zero wins, 10 person wins always, except when they don't. It worked for Dan Henderson for a very long time. Just the totals. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it is a slippery slope to go down. <laughs> Kids. If you're listening, and I know we, we have a major kids fan base. Huge audience. Be very careful about yeah. gambling. Be I responsible. Gambling. Yeah. I was told by the Nevada Athletic State Commission we have to put a gambling disclaimer on this. That's a good idea. Kids, don't gamble. Don't drink and drive. Don't do the marijuanas. All right, we covered them all. All right, PSA over. Light heavyweight bout. I'm going to start with Mark on this one. I'm going to give you 20 seconds to speak on this because guess what? Vitor may be retiring Belfort versus Nate Mark. I'm glad he has yep. to go first. <laughs> I'm really glad. Uh, this is easy. Vitor, the phenom Belfort, goes mm. out on the shoulders of the Giants he rode in on. Belfort is a legend of the game. There's no way he's losing this fight to Nate, quote, the great Marquardt. And uh, Vito is gonna he's gonna leave it all out there. So uh, Vito for the win without doubt. Gavin, this is great because this is my favorite of the. First of all, 
uh, barely lost to Sam Alvey. That's not a bad. Uh, I'm going with Nate Marquardt. I'm very worried that Vitor Belshore should not be in the cage, but it is in Brazil. He gets his dino juice. Ooh, their athletic state commission doesn't exist. That's so true. <laughs> Especially for Vitor. Is this his last fight, Mark? Well, he's going to ride off into the sunsets of the uh, this new Legends division he's creating. Yeah. So, yes, this is his last fight in the, quote, adult no, division. Wait, hold on. Time out. What is that? Because there have been several articles that have gone up this week due to shitty journalists like you, sir, that have said he is pushed for a Legends League. And there was yeah. one that's like, he said, uh, I'm going to retire. So it's like, this will be the last Vitor Belfort fight. Unless... Yeah. So this Legends League, just to fill you guys in, I know many of you have heard about it. He's been pushing it for it for years. So they were saying that he got his wish, kind of, was one of the articles I've read. And I was like, okay, so did they approve the Legends League? No, it just said in getting an older-in-the-tooth fighter in Nate Marquat that he was possibly going to have the kind of Legends League fight that he was getting. And I kept looking to see, like, are we really getting to the UFC Legends? Kevin, am I wrong here? Did something else happen recently that I don't know? I still, I I want them to ask him all the questions they can about the details, because I think he just keeps making them up, hoping for the best. It's like two-minute rounds, two fights. Uh, I don't understand why we're not writing the obvious article. Vitor... Just join the jujitsu grappling community. Come on, man. Just uh, seminar your way into the sunset. Let's give up on listen, the senior MMA we know tour. That no jujitsu people take any performance in having seen drugs oh, that have their titles that would, are taken away from them. No. That just that doesn't happen in jujitsu. Almost and never. Probably almost definitely won't happen at this year's worlds. See? Retroactive right. like nine years later. <laughs> it would never happen. But yeah. that's why it's perfect for him. Come on. Senior MMA, I'm not in on old, uh, older guys beating each other up. I'm all set. Okay, Mark, is or is not, answer fully, you are under journalistic oath right here, is or is not Bellator already the Legends division? <laughs> it is. Okay. No, it, it 100% is, and, and we're getting a wonderful idea of how exciting that's going to be. Uh, uh, Kimbo Slice... And his opponent nearly dropped dead inside the ring. I mean, that's as good as it gets in a fight, really. Well, no then, one will say it, but what we are waiting for is a death in the ring, and we nearly got it. We did. So I, I wasn't sure if it hit. was the fight or diabetes that was going to take him, but Does it we were close on both fronts. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you know, diabetes should get some credit because it was putting in the front work. So let's not oversell that that aspect of it. I guess the thing that makes it a little more interesting is they just picked up Big Country off the waiver wire. And when you do that, it's kind of interesting. But then you realize you're like, oh, man, he's still kind of active. And, yeah, he's had some rough losses, but he's a big personality and people love him. And wait, how old is he again? Yeah. Uh-oh. That can't be a long-term investment, is it? Oh, shit. Maybe it is. They're crazy enough to not give a fuck. Uh, so is he. So match wow. made in heaven. Let's just is say Be a lot Be of... Be Be Bellator hasn't submitted themselves to uh, USADA, have they? Um, I cannot confirm or deny that. Maybe by the end of the podcast I'll look it up. I thought they were governed by it, but judging by the fights, uh, the word govern is in parentheticals here. 
Yeah, because I know the UFC is paying a big subscription fee to have their fighters tested under that program. And I don't know that Bellator has the revenue or extra money to do that. So Bellator might be the arena for these um, aging resources to get you know get back on the track for a little while longer. You said aging resources. That was the most polite <laughs> way of saying it I've ever heard. And the, All right. if the I hope the Bellator media people are listening. That's how you say that. <laughs> Just so you know. All right, let's go to our next fight. It's a bantamweight fight between Yuri Alcantara versus Brian Kelleher. Killher? Oh, my God. Is his name Brian Killher? I think it's Kelleher, but I don't want to. No, I think anymore. I'm pretty sure it says Killher. Yeah, I think you're right. Listen, Mark, yeah, work with us. We're doing the true crime. <laughs> and it really worked better if you just agree with We're Killher. We're trying to get the nerds in, Mark. Fuck. You know how hard it is? <laughs> Fucking ruins everything. All right, Kevin, what do you got for us? Alcantara. This is easy because I don't know what Brian kill her abs look like, but I know what Alcantara's look like. That's who I choose. Yeah, Mark. That's re- that's really hard to counter. He's got great abs. You know, See? he's clearly in shape. He's got some guns on him too, and uh, he's got a mohawk, which makes him look mean. Yep. And this other guy, I can't even get a look at him. So um, it's got it's going to be Alcantara. You know, I can't I can't uh, can't go against the man here. Abs wins, ref. Sweep it. Ref, you still there? Yes, sorry about that. Uh, and we're back. We 25 we're back. from oh, the top of the hour. It's rainy outside. I just, I, the buzzer went off. I just escaped <laughs> for a second. Uh, a middleweight fight between Paulo Borachinaha. Yep. <laughs> and... A his opponent, Ula Whale, Bag Bows. Hmm. Your best work in a while. I really was inspired on that one. <laughs> that was silky smooth. <laughs> Bora China. Huh? Bora Bora China Bambos. This is uh this is gonna be the one they're practicing tonight. This is the one they're already practicing. Do am I up? I forget who's. Uh, this one's Mark. Okay, well I'm looking at the I'm looking at these two guys right here, and uh, Ula Wali Bamgabos, the Holy War Angel, has got a snarl on his face, and I'm not about to bet against. So that's my guy. All right, all right, Kev, what do you got for us on this? Uh, Borachinha, and this is selfish. I I think that one's gonna really make me giggle if Buffer announces it elongated for the victory like and your winner <laughs> bora i think he's just gonna say that he had a little harsh that's why it's selfish okay can i can i take one more stab at the name here please take four okay, just okay. throw them out because there's paulo like and i read when i saw bora all i could think was Bora. like that's what i thought yeah you know and then I saw China, and I was like, ooh, China's way better, but China is golden. Bora, um, the, the reason why I truly like uh, Bangbos' name here is because it's basically the start to the song Uchi Wali Wali. So every time I read his name in my brain, it just said Uwali Wali. Yeah. So I hope when you guys see him fight, try not to think of that song. Uchi Wali Wali, She Bang Bang, She Wali Wali. You're welcome, friends. All right, let's go to our women's strawweight fight. 20 seconds on the clock for both of you. Kevin, you will not lead up on this one. 
because you will. Never mind, you are. I'm good. Go. I'm ready. Little thing called forearm tattoos. Now, you know I don't like to vote against Poland. I don't like doing it. But when there's a forearm tattoo involved, I have no choice. The 115-pound division is dominated by people with half-shaved heads. I'm going with Claudia Guerrera. Plus, Brazilian, Homer. I'm just going. I should just pick all Brazilian. What have I been doing this whole time? Yeah, you really should have been playing that game. Uh, let's do this, Mark. Go. So Kevin hit the chalk there. Big, big surprise again. I'll tell you what. I get a. I, I know a lot of uh, Polish chalk. people out here in Chicago, and uh, I can't pick against them because I got to pay for that on a face-to-face basis. Oh, so yeah. I can't pronounce her last name, but Carolina <laughs> or Carolina. Yep. <laughs> is uh is uh that's that's my girl right there she's got a she's got an understated violence to her facial expression which i really enjoy i don't disagree he is a writer Kev. i was getting an understated violence it's beautiful mm. i'm getting a little lost plus i like some of the subtle jabs he heads into him with it's fun i was told least, that was the name of the game it is subtle jabs. um let me way to break the kayfabe here um what i really want to point out here is <laughs> Uh, on the names, it's uh, Claudia Gondola Perfect. versus uh, Caroline Kowalski. Well, it was easier than I made it. Yeah, I mean, I think that you guys are just not doing it the right way is really where it comes down to. All right, welterweight fight between uh, <laughs> this name, too. Is I hope I like- Carolina's middle name. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I just hope Caroline is varying it up with some of the spellings. Well, her brother and sister are both the name North. Okay. North Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina, Kowalowitz. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, Kowalki. Like, that's not a name. No. You should only get, like, so many uh, consonants and so many fucking abilities. Like, if you have a Z in your name, you're wrong. And if you have a Z in your name or Polish, leave us a five-star review and let Raph Absolutely. know what you think of his last name proclamations. I'm, I'm just saying if you have a Z in your name, and I'm including myself here, <laughs> wrong. Welterweight fight between Luan Chagas and Jim Wallhead. Now, I did not make up that one, but Mark, you go first. Wow. Look at this. Uh, this guy's got a uh, Luan Chagas Tarzan has a has a rosary tattooed around his shoulder, which is a very unusual place for a rosary. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick against a guy who wears it over his shoulder. That's that's uh, idiosyncratic enough to get my vote. Yeah, Kev. Don't know what idiosyncratic means. Gonna choose Jim Wallhead for. I mean, if we're just talking about scary tattoos. It looks like Jim Wallhead was painted with a 90s grunge band. It's really good. I think I've, I've made the right choice. I just want to point out, at the tournament I ran yesterday, there's one gentleman who had really like nice hair, uh, like, like really long hair, and I kept calling him Soundgarden bassist hair. <laughs> and I, just, I couldn't stop doing it. I was like, Soundgarden bassist, where are you? You here? <laughs> present and he's just like the whole time he's laughing at me and i'm like yep yep that's fine as long as he enjoys it we're good yeah i am ready for this next fight and i am ready to read it to you guys kevin are you mm. ready to hear it i think so all right here we go it is a bantam weight fight it is rafael Ascow versus <laughs> marlin mores yeah uh i can't fuck with this i've been trying to for a while and I've never been able to get it right. 
So until such time as I can, I'm just going to choose against the Raphael. Marlon Moraes. Raph, that pronunciation was perfect. You said ask how, right? Yeah, ask how. Yeah, are you a native Portuguese speaker? I am. I try not to bring it up too much on the show. You know when you're really gifted at something and you don't yeah. want to like, seem conceited and then you tone it down? That's really what's happening here. Oh, I'm I out have, of time. I appreciate that because I never would have got that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the um, Ask Cow because there was a guy in Chicago named Man Cow who did a radio show for a long time. Perfect. And the radio show was terrible, but I think Ask Cow is going to make up for that. So I'm going to take um, Raphael. I'm going to time out here. Why did you let that happen? What? Why and, and like I don't even care about the show. I knew I lived in Illinois for three years, so okay. I knew that everybody would talk to me and they'd be like, "Oh, you know that uh, Mancow's got a show." And I was like, "Why did you allow a person named Mancow to have a show?" Listen, it wouldn't have happened under my watch. You lived there, so it's under your watch. No, I was not here at the time. I haven't I haven't been here all that long. So no, when it, actually when I moved in, Mancow moved out, and that was one of the that was one of my. <laughs> that was that, that. That condition had to be met for me to enter the state line. So, all right, you can, fair you enough. Can thank, you can thank me for that, actually. Wait a and, minute. When did you got, move in? Uh, two thousand, late two thousand nine. Ooh, I, I was just leaving somewhere around there. So, favorite type of person from Chicago, uh, relatively new. Mm. All right, welterweight fight between Eric Silva and. Yancey Drew Medeiros. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> Yancey Drew. Why did they not nickname him that? What were they thinking? <laughs> Go on. Oh, I'm I'm gonna stick with a Hawaii thing here. We're gonna talk about that. I'm going with Yancey Medeiros. All right. I'm going with Yancey Grace. I love it. Mark. Strong, strong pick. I'm going to take Silva because he's got a he's got a part uh, carved into his hair with a razor that is just uh, hard to beat. And a guy who does his hair like that is not going to get beat inside an octagon. So I'm going to take uh, Eric Silva. Uh, you know what that's called, Mark? Mm. In the hair cutting game, huh. it's called a force part. Just if you're ever looking <laughs> next time you see your barber, like, oh. force part me. Right here, force, force part. I don't. I'd be. I'd be uncomfortable asking my barber to do that. To be honest, <laughs> it sounds like he's thinking he's asking his barber to move in. Is the way he said that. <laughs> I just assume he goes to like a pretty angry Chicago barber. It's like, sit down, shut up. I don't care what you want. I'm cutting. <laughs> we got one style here. <laughs> okay, now Kev, we're about to get to that point where we let him know what happens next. Okay. Do you want to handle the honors on this one? Sure. There's going to be a bet made here, sir. Uh, Gentlemen's agreement. We can make it a social media bet. We can make it a small act of uh, physical ability. Um, For example, I, well, I have to roll with my instructor in uh, really ugly spats. We're Hibero school, so we tend not to, well, I don't wear asshole spats normally anyway, but. uh, (laughs) Debatable. (laughs) <laughs> but I lost. But I lost to a meal. Who does? I <laughs> love those fats. Um, changing social media handles for the day. Uh, I had to change mine to celebrate James Co. for the better part of twenty four hours. Uh, things <laughs> like that. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm not asking you to say what it is right now. 
But if I were to ask you, do you have an idea of what you would like to bet Kevin at the moment? And you don't have to tell. Don't tell us what it is. Do you have an idea of what you would like to bet against Kevin? Yes or no? No. Okay. You have two fights to figure that out. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I apparently uh, might have jumped out of sequence because I was so excited about Yancey Drew Medeiros. Yeah, <laughs> we have one fight left. Uh, I thought, no, I thought we have two, Kev. Oh, okay. Oh, my bad. Uh, but I, I actually, I was supposed to give Mark the last uh, first at bat on that one, but I had to plow through Nancy Drew so <laughs> bad that I had to do it. All right. Here we go. Bantamweight fight. Mark, you get to take this one first. Did you see, say is... you had to plow through through Nancy Drew? Yes, he did. I said, well, hold on. Yancy hold on. Drew. Yancy Drew, thank you. Oh, okay. Well, plowing through Nancy Drew would have been more, that would have been better for you, but. Honestly, neither of them are good. If you're really <laughs> judging and trying to make that thing work. Uh, I'm letting you know both of them are terrible options. So, well, she was cute in a brainy way. Yep. Well, she also weird. probably has good takedowns. Just with her detective interest, she probably did some evasive. <clears> and and I just, I want to go ahead and make sure that we make this super clear that Mark has been the slowest person to pick up the theme for the true crime that we have been working so goddamn hard to do this entire time, and he's like, <laughs> Yancey Drew, detectives. Murders. Solve them. Whatever. That's going to be the name of the podcast. It is. <laughs> Kev, instead, I have to give this to him first. Bantamweight fight. Johnny Edward versus Matt Lopez. I'm going to take Matt Lopez because Matt Lopez is, is a fresh, young brawler. He's 9-1. and one. He's got a big... Sherlock Holmes-like script tattooed across his stomach. You see what I did there? That was true crime. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to take Matt Lopez. Don't force it. Yeah, you're right. That was that was like, pretty that, cool. That, when it loses the art when it's forced. <laughs> I work you're at right. Minecraft a really hard, sir. You're right. That was embarrassing. I know. I know. I know. All right. I'm out of time, too. Kevin, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm going with Mario Lopez, too. I mean, you got to okay. ride that train. And I, uh, I don't. <laughs> Kevin, for the record, has said you have to ride the Mario Lopez train. But <laughs> when yeah. you really break it down, don't you wish Mario Lopez was in the UFC to fight? 100%. And I'll also say this. While I don't know that I agree he's fresh-faced at the age of 30, I will, <laughs> I will agree he is compared to his opponent, Johnny Eduardo, who's 38. Yeah, 38 going on. Methuselah. <laughs> Look no. at that face on this guy. You know what he kind of looks like, though? And everyone's going to see this. Johnny Eduardo kind of looks like that warrior that throws the spears at Ace Ventura pet detective mm -hmm. animal uh, when he gets out of the backpack. People are going to be like, yep, that guy. That might have been him. 115. He, he, he does a little bit. He also looks like the uh, Axeman on top of the pyramid. On uh, What was that Mel Gibson directed movie down in the Mayan Empire? You remember that where they were chopping off the heads and they they rolled down the Apocalypto? pyramid. Apocalypto. He looks like the Axeman in Apocalypto too. So just looks like that. a warrior, basically. He looks like if you opened up Warrior in the in the encyclopedia, might be Johnny Eduardo. Yeah, that's the man. Well, guys, and we both we picked his opponent, <laughs> something Lopez. 
We've now gotten to the point where we pick the main event. I put 30 seconds on the clock. I'm going to go ahead and start on this one with Kevin because of his renowned love, Mario Lopez. I'm going to give him the full 30 seconds. And Kev, you know, I guess that really does make sense. You are more of the Zach Morris of this podcast. So, Preppy, you yeah. have 30 seconds. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> this is a clear Max the Blessed Holloway time. I don't like people that have ring rust. I don't like it. I love Jose Aldo. He hasn't been in the cage in a while. And the last time he was, one great. I gotta go with the Hawaiian. Plus, I saw him paddleboard surfing with his friends on the countdown to the UFC. And it was like, how am I going to pick against this guy? That's <laughs> the coolest thing I've ever seen on this show. Uh, group paddleboarding. So, Max Holloway for me. All right. Mark. Well, coming from where I come from, right here out of Chicago... And uh, sticking with our true crime theme, I have to take Jose's Scarface Aldo. He's got a scar on his face that looks almost exactly like the scar Al Capone had on his face. And uh, we all know how Capone did as heavyweight champ. He had a nice long reign, and uh, Jose's gonna gonna keep it going, and he's gonna uh, he's gonna take all Max Holloway. So give me Jose. Okay. No way, Jose. I get it. Hey guys, this is the weird part about this right now. Did you remember this fight was happening? Because I had completely forgotten about it. Uh, you know, I had skipped past it in the summer months. Um, <laughs> I was busy, Raph, getting caught up on a little thing called DNAinfo.com backslash Chicago. But <laughs> so I didn't quite have time. Time well spent, my friend. Thank you. Fair enough. Um, on the same side, I mean, Mark... Did yeah. you remember these two were both like either champion or kind of champion? No, I actually, I actually <laughs> thought Jose was like, uh, I, I didn't know what he was doing. I thought he might be up on a mountaintop connecting with the spiritual side. I didn't, I thought he was walking away from fighting. And, uh, as far as Max Holloway, no, I forgot. I had no idea. The only reason I knew is I pulled up this UFC site and saw the picture. I still, it's so weird. And I mean, this is a weird card altogether. I totally forgot that Gastelum and Anderson Silva was supposed to happen here. Nope. And then Vitor was like, hey, everybody, I'll fight anybody. Give me anybody except a Brazilian. Like, we've been talking about this particular event for a while. We've just <laughs> not remembered it. Vitor said, give me anybody except someone with elasticity left in their skin. <laughs> he, Essentially, uh, yes. Vitor was interested in fighting me, I heard. I thought I heard he would take the fight on short notice. It's <laughs> not a great sign. This is right. a this is a bizarre card. I, I agree it with you is. I'm looking over these fights. It is this for a pay per view card. This is a really weird card. It's a weak card too. Let's also weak. call the spade a spade. Belfort hasn't been that fun to watch in a while, and I'm not sure he's the better fighter in that fight. And it's just like, uh, yeah, ref. I honestly had to look. And I was like, why does Jose Aldo have a title belt? Just because he did and they do that? Or And it took me a minute. And then it was like, wait, who's the champion of this division? I guess we'll find out. I hope. I, I don't think they know. I think it was one of those things where he threatened to leave. He's going to leave. And they go, here's an intern belt. Here. Or do you want the real belt? Because we don't know what to do with that either. Because now that I'm trying to recall something jose's last fight was against it was let's go back it it was frankie yeah and he beat frankie Kinda. at that time he won the interim <laughs> ufc featherweight championship then conor mcgregor then they were like congrats you got a promotion interim becomes the real thing so 
That's how that happened. In case you guys forgot. And don't forget this. Anderson Silva was still supposed to be on this card. He was still at a certain point looking for people. And he had said, "I'm. you have to basically retire me if you don't give me Yoel Romero. And Dana White was like, fuck that shit. He'll kill you. And they tried giving him Luke Rockhold. And he was like, that doesn't make sense. Rockhold just came from a loss. Which in itself doesn't make sense. Like, what... What? This is a wacky fucking card. But we did it, and we previewed it. So now let's come up with the tiebreakers. In the event of a tiebreaker, we do the two performances of the night and the fight of the night. Kevin, I'm going to start by asking you, which is which? Uh, Yeah, this is easy for me. First performance of the night goes to Holloway. Second performance of the night goes to... Oh, what was his name? Hold on. (laughs) Uh, Yancey Drew. And nice. fight of the night is uh, Boracina Bambos. Boracina? Boracina. Huh? Uh, and I'm basically choosing that one on uh, body fat percentage and weight. All right. What do you got for us, Mark? All right. I'm going to uh, one performance of the night. Give me Vitor. Ooh. Vitor in his swan song. You, I like you know what? I don't think doubling he, down on the yeah, you're doubling train. down. I love yeah, that's it. That's a dangerous game, sir. Doubling down on the phenom because you know what? I don't think he care if he if he gets popped or not. He's gonna uh, he's gonna hit the <laughs> juice to the limit. He's gonna cycle the best he can, but if he gets busted, no problem. He's gonna go out on top. So give me Vitor. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play my lucky rabbit's foot. I want to take Marco the psycho Beltran in the early nice. prelims. Good wow. teammate. Good teammate choice. Uh-huh. If anything. For, Exact performance of the night. So let's uh, let's let's go with Beltran, and then fight of the night. Um, you know what? I'm going to be real boring about this. Give me the Aldo Holloway. It always. I think, I think these two warriors are going to leave it out there. The main card gets something, whether it's performance of the night or fight of the night. It's yeah. got to be on your. It just always does. There's no. If you're being smart and you want to bet on somebody getting something, even if they deserve it or not. Bet on Jose Aldo. <laughs> He's holding a belt. Yeah, He's got a go. belt because of it. So you know, no big deal. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, we made our way through all of the picks. I think it's time to get to the business matter of it. We always defer to our guests. We gave you time to think about it. Now I'm going to come back and ask you: Do you have an idea for a bet, Mark? Y- yeah, I do. I think I think for the day. The loser needs to change their Facebook page to the official headquarters of the AJ Agazerum fan club. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the, it has to be. It has to be subtitled uh, where the where the Florida boy comes to party or something of that nature. Oh, shut up! You said enough. Where the Florida boy? I'm writing this down just so it's here. Uh, where the Florida boy comes to party. If you had me at true crime, but now I think uh, I think I've genuinely got a little bit of a crush, Raf. There it is. I accept. Well, that's a great. Let's bet. do this. That's fucking uh, amazing, Mark. What a, what a wager, Mark. This is a. I mean, honestly, I don't think I. The other people have done different things that have entertained me, but this is the one that actually neither affects both of you personally, except for the people who would then have to see you do it. <laughs> my team is certainly going to be like what <laughs> what was that and it's very possible I would see AJ at Worlds this weekend and be like yo have you seen this <laughs> so, uh, heads up. 
I'm just saying. This was the bet. Uh, well, guys, listen, all good things have to come to an end, but it, not too much of an end. So as we've already been previewing throughout this episode, um, we always invite the people who do over under Kevin to come back the week after and uh, talk with us about the fights. Mark, would you be up for doing that with us next week? Yeah, I definitely would, and I can uh, comb through the crime blotters and uh, hopefully bring back some uh, some good and shorter stories for you guys. Oh, you no. better. And more importantly, and longer. I'm all in. The way to go. Mark, if people are looking to read your stuff, where can they go? You know what? Just find me at uh, My Times Pros on Twitter. I'm uh, I'm on quite a bit. Uh, I, I do a horrible job of self-promoting, but I do hang out there. Uh, sometimes I watch movies on there and tweet along and do a lot of stuff. So you want to hang out, come to Mind Times Pros, and uh, I'll see you there. What's the last movie you, you tweeted out? I'm not sure I'm I saw looking it. Looking for it as we speak. <laughs> oh, man. it's It's been a while since I sat down with a movie tweet. You know what? An old school movie that I did is uh, – oh, you know what? The last one actually was Top Gun. We had the, uh, we had the 30th, first 30-whatever 30 birthday of Top Gun. Last week, I think, and uh, I got quite a few Top Gun tweets off. So that was a uh, that was a hell of a night. Can I can I be forthcoming? Yeah, please. Thank you. Um, I think it's important to note, Kevin, why Mark here is a special special breed. Um, he referred to uh, the commemorative year for Top Gun that we are celebrating currently as a birthday. Like a movie had a birthday, which makes me believe he had a cake and he was like, it's Tom Cruise. And before you blow out the candles, you have to like say, take my breath away. And then you have to like, and then. Oh, man. Yeah. In addition to the Twitter post, I definitely threw up an Instagram picture of like Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis and said, you know, like, I think I hashtagged it, Kelly McGillis and uh, sexual awakenings or something of that sort. Oh so <laughs> got too far. Uh, you can do all the true crime you want, but we get to the hashtag. <laughs> I just love, I found one tweet from May 16th. I screwed this up. Damn it. Tom Skerritt is Viper. Ironside is Chester. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing one thing about a reporter is strict accuracy is important no matter what the topic so you know that was very embarrassing for me actually Kevin this was the so most funny. brilliant fight. Kev you know what we're, from now on we're imposing a strict policy and they have to give up their Twitter handle before we start the game 100% <laughs> and let us know if they've live tweeted Top Gun in the last 8 months that should be mandatory 100%. as a group can we do Cobra soon is everybody oh, in? One hundred percent. I love Perfect. Cobra. <laughs> no, I'm definitely uh, in on that. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> Cabretti. <laughs> Wait, what's his name again, Kevin? Cabretti. Cabretti. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, before this turns from True Crime Podcast to MMA Podcast into a movie podcast, let's go ahead and break here. Uh, if people are going to go follow you, My Times Pros, correct? That is the Twitter handle. Correct. Correct. Uh, this gentleman is writing all over the place. He writes very decent articles. Otherwise, I wouldn't pull him on here. Uh, um, mostly because we like people who can do other things besides jiu-jitsu and the MMA. And he's somebody who I know when every we have fights going on. Uh, he is always active. He is always fun and friendly to interact with. So it has been a pleasure to go ahead and get this introduction with you, sir. We look forward to having you back next week. Gentlemen, thank you very much. I look forward to being back. A lot of fun. Thanks, guys.
Raf Mark ship. I you know the old shipper, I'm just gonna we gotta come up with a cool nickname because I wanna go to the Mark Corner much more frequently. Do you wanna call him the wood chipper? Ooh, that's good. Like a little well, let's uh I don't wanna get attached yet because there's a lot to I uh for call him the wood shipper. <laughs> He wouldn't. That would sound the same in the Connery voice. A lot of fun. Stay in the fucking vault. Connery has no no rules. Much like his, uh, I was about to say his <laughs> sex life. So that's not staying in the vault. He's still <laughs> every time on Harvard's campus right now. Anyway, <laughs> gotta have Mark on more often. Brought true crime, and you and I have been working on a serial S Town transition. On this very podcast, Verbal Tap. I mean, when we crack that John Jones story, uh, everything really fell into line for us. And tonight we got to live that out. And I thought that was beautiful. Yup. I do want to, as we enter in the shout outs category, uh, I'm going to start by explaining I have a busted knuckle. I don't get to train as much anymore, Raf. I'm going to be out for probably about three months, all said and done with some surgery. It's complicated. No one cares about my knuckle that much. Uh, but it certainly makes the shout-outs even tougher because I can't go get beat up by my friends on a frequent basis. Uh, but the Jubera crew has been very supportive throughout, as have you. So my shout-outs to the team at Kaiser Medical. We're doing a bang up job diagnosing and it was my easiest MRI to date. I had a great view. She put me in the big MRI machine room cause I seem nice. So apparently there's <laughs> an insider tip. If, oh. uh, just a little aggressive flirting with a nurse. I would have brought her coffee if I simple. knew. Let's, yeah. let's put him here. <laughs> he looks nervous. Let's, uh, yeah. where's the big one with the extra door? <laughs> She was great. The whole team's been great, but it's you know going to be tough road without my main therapist, aka jujitsu. Yeah, I should be okay though. We'll find out some more this week and uh, when I can get back to training. Good. And ref, that's going to do it for me. I've had a shut-in weekend while I've been dealing with this stuff. I just sort of let it go. I don't know. I'd like to shout out Bryce Harper for bringing some MMA to the MLB today when he charged them out. I thought that was great. Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad. Have it you doesn't... seen it yet? Have you seen the clip? I, mm-hmm. he, you know what? He goes to throw his helmet at him. and could, First of all, he did get hit right in the hip, and it does look intentional. But that's not the point. He throws his helmet and completely misses. And then... I swear it looks like Bryce knows not to throw his full punch because he's like, I can't break this thing. You know, this is the moneymaker. That's great. Sorry. All right. Well, like I said, it was a long week for us. So let's start with some obvious ones. We want to thank the crew at the Ultimate Matt Warriors. You guys did such a good job. It is hard to put these things on and to really make the community feel at home. Uh, I think that's that's one of the best things that you, you can really be a part of um boogie couldn't have been more accommodating to me i just went up to him and i was like what do you want me to do and where and he's like brother this is your art okay i was just like well thanks boogie i appreciate that he's just like he goes he just goes no man what i do is my art and this is your art so you have to do your art and like do it wherever man like don't let anybody tell you what to do because like shit man like just fucking go where you want, I guess was what I'm saying. And I was like, shit, yeah, I am. 
I mean, I was I was going to do it anyway, but Boogie, like, the fact that you say that, oh. Yeah, that is nice. Right here, my man. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, uh, everybody there, great. Love seeing the community. Uh, love seeing those competitors. A lot of them did fantastic. There weren't a ton of small or lighter moments. It's always good to see our friends, you know, like Steven Martinez, his wife, uh, Blanca, um, Octavio, Drew, Eric, Eric competing like a beast. So proud of him. Cannot st- <coughs> stress how proud uh, we were of him and his performance. Bonnie, just all of us as like our own little tribe went down that way. We did our thing and then we came back up. I also want to send a shout out to Juan Bernardo. Uh, unfortunately, he was not able to compete uh, for us. He competed at Ultimate Matt Warriors. He got a little injured and then he was still trying to find ways to compete. And then at one point, the medic is like looking at him and he goes, oh, let me go and tape you up for your tournament that you were telling me about tomorrow. And I was like, oh, he's not competing. And Juan's like, sure I am. And I was like, wait, no, you're not. I'm in charge. How dare you? No, you can't. And he went home and he was actively trying to grapple with his girlfriend to see how much uh, he could do to go around the injury. And I was like, no, you probably should not. And he finally took my advice. So. Anyway, Juan, thank you very much for the support. Uh, We appreciate that. And uh, if I missed you from uh, the Ultimate Matt Warriors, I'll come back around it on another podcast. But again, biggest credit goes to Boogie. Ethan, Ricky, Gio, thank you for your time. Great interviews. I think you guys will like them. And uh, let's go ahead and start with, you know, the USSGL. First and foremost, it starts with my gang at Valley Martial Arts Center. Be back! That was like a little delayed. I wasn't sure if that was going to happen. I was building up and I almost choked. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> and uh, you don't want to do that like into the mic. So I leaned away sure. while I was struggling to breathe. <laughs> Took too deep a breath, kids. Everybody at home knows exactly what I'm talking about. You go to talk really fast. You're like, ah, ah. The end of Kevin's Dateline episode is just not going to be all that fulfilling. No. like. And, and, then and then he choked he on was some popcorn. With Raph. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was that simple. Very end of the night. Took uh, in too much of a breath. Died doing what he loved, smoking mm. weed while trying to scream about something political. That's true. Uh, so anyway, um, my, my crew over at Valley Martial Arts Center, I'm talking KC Blondo, I'm talking Bonnie Marie Staley. They came to represent Valley Martial Arts Center. They did a great job. Be back! Oh, so, no, they also, thank on. you. I'll put it back we did minute. it. <laughs> <clears throat> but I was so happy that I had people from my gym coming as well. I know it's a little bit of drive, and I love the fact that they were volunteering and helping out. So always appreciate that. I got to say to all of our refs, our staff, our volunteers, uh, our runners, our door people, uh, strangers who didn't look at us weird when we were carrying mats back and forth everywhere, everybody. We, we just had such a pleasant experience, and we know – that things can always be improved. But I've been to a lot of tournaments, and all things considered, for our very first tournament, when you're starting about 15 minutes late, and the reason is because you're getting so many new people registering and at the front door looking to come in as audience members, it's not the worst problem in the world. Because we were able to make up that time in between Gi and Noki. So I felt really happy about that. Um, I just want to thank all the big schools that came. Like I said, I know it's a rough week. It's worlds. A lot of people were giving excuses. I want to give credit to all the competitors. This is a really big one for me, Kev. Because a lot of people talk about any time, any place, any rules, whatever. I do it. I'm all about that life. And you're like, hey, can you do it Sunday? Wait, who's in my bracket? Uh, Sunday is no good. 
Ooh, no. Ah, my knee. I got pre-world's knee. Uh, pre-world's knee. But there are a number of people who were willing to compete against anybody. Those are our people because they truly get what sub-only is about. But I don't even think sub-only gets to call that and claim it its own. I think people who are truly jiu-jitsu artists just do that. And it's okay to have a preference and want to, you know, you. it's okay to like points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you came up, if I had a kid and he came up to me and said, Dad, I like points, I'd be like, ah, oh, I knew this day was coming. Oh, did it happen? Did, did you have to like points, though, son? <laughs> I'd be like, Dad, I just, I feel like you give up too many opportunities if you don't have points involved. It's just giving up position. <sighs> But you need to give a position to try and get this. You know what, son? It's fine. I love you anyway for who you are. Okay? We're just going to go take a quick trip to see uh, Uncle Hodger <laughs> real quick. I'm just, just going to heel hook you all the time, son. Until you understand that heel hook should be allowed in the gi because yeah. that's a thing. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm losing my train of thought going off here. Uh, what I am saying, though, is this. It's fine. Whatever rule set that you love, do it. But the people who always speak to me as a producer, the people who always speak to me as a spectator and as a fan and a fellow practitioner are those people anytime, any rules, any place. Because I think those people bring the type of matches we all get excited to see. And if we can help in any small way, myself or our team, to help provide those matches for you to see, I think we're doing our part to contribute in the small way that we can for the sport. And that's what makes me excited. So... That is my my one little thing that I really was um, I was truly happy with. I think in a way that's hard to describe is when you see everybody get excited to go compete and they have a great tournament and they tell you they had a great time. They tell you they like submission only. They tell you they felt that everybody was pretty chill and you're going to have problems. But for the most part, everybody seemed to understand. And if you guys do have constructive criticism, don't fail to email me, raf at ussgl.com. Honestly, we will take it into consideration. And uh, Kevin knows I, I qualify all of my, my research very carefully. So I will 100% take it into consideration. If we think it's great notes, we will implement it and be better. Because just like in jiu-jitsu, if you don't listen to good advice long enough, you never get better. Yeah. And I think that's one of the advantages we have in this sport to other people. So... Having said all that, again, the biggest shout-out of them all, going to my compadres over at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club and Blair Green. That is Drew Murillo. That is Octavio Villanueva. That is Joey House. And that is Eric Medina. I think we combine powers to make Captain Planet work this week, except Captain Planet had nothing to do with the environment and mostly just run a tournament, which who knew? I'd like to think I was fire if I was any of the different things. I was either fire or earth. I haven't figured out which. Eric's definitely heart because he's boring. There you go. But there's that. <laughs> so we hope to see you guys in Fresno. If you like it, please share that with people. If you really like our tournament, go rate us on Facebook. That's five stars on Facebook for the USSGL. And if you want to come compete, I'd love to see you there. Come say hello again. We're going to be in Fresno. We're going to have a great time. And we're going to make it truly something that you'll enjoy. So once we get through with that one on the 4th of June, then we are going to get right back on it. And we'll be planning our next event, which, by the way, hint, hint, I think we're already looking.
into. And I'm not going to give too much away, but I think it's in Southern California in a place we haven't necessarily been to host a tournament yet. Maybe further south. I'm just saying I don't know things. Okay, we'll see. Tijuana? Wait. Uh, Well, that would be amazing if we had one. (laughs) 16 competitors go, eight come back. (laughs) Yeah. But we know that myself, Octavio, would be left behind in Mexico, so I don't know if that would really work either. Anyway, that's my nice note to all of you guys. Thank you so much. Come find me at uh, Worlds this week. I'm going to have some patches on me. We're selling patches for $10. It's pretty simple. They're nice. I might even try and sew them on your gi as you're competing. I don't know if IBJJF will allow it, but I'll I'll still try to. Um, but yeah, I'll have them on me and uh, come find me or message me. You guys know where to find me. At VerbalTabCast on basically everything. And I think, Kev, that is going to do it. Oh, and my sister Chris, who is the best. Period. She just did yeah. everything at... Uh, for photos, for all the help that we could have over the weekend, driving everywhere, she is the best. Done. There we go. That's going to do it for us here tonight at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time.